0: It's time for NRL Supercoach Roundtable Discussion. We go a little bit deeper in our quest for victory. Now, is your hosts, Oli G, Ryan M.S., Peter Haskin, and
1: Andrew. All
2: Yes, hello and welcome to the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. It is that time of the week. Again, we're going to go through all the supercoach information from last week going into this week and i've got andrew moldock mullineroli with me as always how are you mate i'm very good mate how you doing yeah good good pete is with us as well peter Hanscom, how are you mate yeah
3: going well mate going well and,
2: and it is a full round table this week ryan ms with us as always uh enjoyed the week week off mate happy birthday
0: thank you yeah i <laughs> did thanks
2: <laughs> And uh, looking at round twelve, it is interesting how in form both the Warriors and, in particular, the Roosters were. Not, I guess, Roosters on the park as well as Supercoach wise. But Andrew, are those the guys now you're targeting? They both play. I know we spoke about it last week, but they both are playing uh, going into round fourteen.
1: Yeah, mate. You want you want the uh, players that are obviously you know you know my theory about Supercoach and Origin pick mm. the guys that aren't going to play. So, uh, yeah, I'm all about the uh, the Kiwis and, in particular, uh, Roger, Tuvashashek and, and Sean Johnson, those blokes over the origin period are always, always good to uh, to attract or try and get anyway. Also, um, uh, the Tigers have a pretty favourable, I'm going to say favourable, uh, not for them but just for their players. So someone like a James Tedesco will also be someone to look at over the uh, origin period. Yeah, yeah. Well, the t- you know, it's interesting you say that
2: because I've actually done predictors, um, looking at our predictor for rounds 13 to 16, and to ask a Shek, does come out on top 300 points and you know for the total of the next four weeks, obviously playing all games. And Tedesco's in fourth, so the other two, you know, and I guess I'll, I'll cross this to you, Pete, but Simon Mannering and Ben Madalino they come in second and third. So again, you're looking at these Warriors players. I know we discussed it last week, but they're really the guys to own those high floor sort of guys,
3: yeah, absolutely. Um, particularly uh, Simon Mannering or Captain Mannering is his nickname. <laughs> um, I think it'd be. Uh, uh, they'd be very good players to have through that period. You know, you're guaranteed. Obviously, they're not going to get picked for origin, and they've been constant high performers and touch wood injury-free as well. So no, I think they're they're great players to have.
2: And I guess Ryan, Jake, Friend, you know, coming in at um, number five, you know, again, he's been playing a lot more attacking ability. That he's shown this year since coming back from injury too. It's pretty pretty exciting. I mean, he won't have Mitchell Pierce with him and some of the outside backs, but you know, is it worth it there for that buy round?
0: Look, um, I think he is um, even despite his price, but he's going to pay you back um, in any of the games that he plays. Uh, to be honest, in in his current form, he's really um, really surging uh, surging up the uh, the SuperCoach charts. Really um, he plays
2: eighty minutes as we said he is involved in attacking plays
0: yeah d- yeah that's exactly right um he, he averages sixty one around now and that's been going up since he's come back from injury so I can only imagine he's going to get um better to be honest like i I don't think sixty one is will be his average at the end of the season I think it'll be higher than that for sure
2: yeah i I agree and you know we're going to talk a bit more about Keepers later, so it's probably we could probably even mention him again. Then I did. We, we've got to get to the injury report, but Ryan. Before we do, not a lot of cheapies on the radar at the moment, but I do like Nathan Brown. I know he got a, a little rise this week already, but for South Sydney, he's come over from West Tigers. He's playing some pretty good footy. South you know, they've probably been a bit hit and miss, Super Coach wise this year. Some of their well-known established stars not doing as well, but Nathan Brown could be could be one to target as well with that goodbye structure.
0: Well, yeah, with a good buy structure um, and his price, he's mm. definitely on the radar. That's for, that's for sure. He's got a good break-even. Um, yeah, it's just a case of, uh, you know, will he play much minutes if South Sydney, you know, get a few guys um, back through in that in that pack? Um, you know, they got all the guys back, and then there was a big reshuffle. Would that would that make a big difference? Um, for Brown's game time, as it is, he um, averages over a point a minute in the minutes that he plays anyway. So yeah,
2: and he's been start. He's going to start this week and did start last week. So
0: yeah, so he could be impressing the right people there, and it could end up being a um, really impressive uh, buy for you, and even a uh, money making guy for you for, for that last ditch effort to get you know, to get a superstar.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree. Um, at this stage, bringing in some cheapies can can help you. We're going to talk a bit more about trades uh, later in the show as well on trade strategy. Uh, a couple of guys injured from last round, and and Matt Moylan's one, uh, Andrew, that you know looks like he could be out. They're saying up to ten weeks now. I've got some ankle injury details here. That a normal sort of ankle sprain, where you do ta- tear the ligaments, like he's done, you, you can get back on the park between three to six weeks. But they're looking at six as, as the minimum. I guess it's a pretty bad tear. Although I guess we've seen players return from injury pretty quick all, all year. I mean, what do you do? Do you sell him off or do you try to hold on to him?
1: Well, I mean, it depends on how you're doing with money. I, I just had a quick look at him um, not too long ago. He's projected to lose about $30,000 um, if you hold on to him for this week alone. So, I mean, again, it's about... Picking up someone like for like, or even trying to make some money, someone like the uh, Tom Treuovich for Manly. He, uh, yeah, I know that he, he he's been named, but again, but Cherry Evans has been named as well. So I've just got we've got to check check um check tomorrow before the lockout uh, who's definitely going to play, but he's he's projected to 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 go up another seventy thousand dollars, or so, maybe not that much, but quite a bit. Um, so it might be a good like for like, even. Tom Trevojevic also, he plays in the, in the centres and, and fullbacks. So it's someone to uh, maybe look out for rather than keeping someone who's just going to cost a bit more money. And you don't know how long he's going to be on the bench for as well but, um, in Moylan. Yeah, and it's a good um, a good
2: opportunity to plug the the Twitter handle at um, SupercoachPros, Pros, of course, because we'll tweet out for each game any late changes. Daly Trevins looks like that he will play, not named in the initial lineup, but um, all indications are that he's he's likely to play. Um, um, so that will, you know, that that tweet that we we send out there from well, the, on, at, on
1: Supercoach Gold at the moment, they've got them both playing.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're so definitely hearing know, that. It. Terry Evans is going to play even though Kieran Foran's been named at seven. So it'll be a bit of a reshuffle. Maybe Trubojevic ends up missing out. Another guy I like, although um, if you wanted to go like for like within the Panthers, um, Pete, is Dallin Watini zelezniak He looked pretty good last week at fullback, and he's got that build that really, you know, would suit.
3: Yeah, um, no, definitely a good one. Um, he, it was also mentioned in the coverage last week, and i previously read that he, uh, he played his junior football at fullback. Yeah. Um, so, like a lot of young guys, uh, a, lot, a lot of young backs, started his uh, first grade career on the wing. But um, no, he's a natural replacement for Matt Moylan, absolutely, and and played a pretty good game uh, at fullback last last week against Parra and scored a try.
2: Yeah, he did. He played really well, I thought. And you know, we talked about Sissel Walker back there. That that frame, you know, that's what you want to see. And and you know, he could he could do any anything really at 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 that. Um, moving back to that position, he could double his points, you know.
3: I think he'll uh, he'll definitely get more opportunities there than in the centre, that's for sure.
2: And Marika Korobidi, you know, thumb injury, and looking at sort of typical, uh, I guess, um, you know, rehabilitation from a thumb injury, you you could play in a cast after a couple of weeks. They're saying he could be out for six weeks, he can't really hold anything, he's about to have a newborn baby, he's not going to be able to hold the baby or change the nappies. Um, But, you know, we... You could play up, you know, three weeks later in a cast. You know, is, is, is it one of those cases? I mean, is that top of play? He could probably do it, Ryan, where he's you know playing a cast back in a few weeks, or is it even if he comes back like that? Is it just prohibitive, super coach wise? Is it just better? I'll oh, you know move on.
0: Well, that's yeah, that's that is a very tough one. I think, I think with the thumb injury and stuff like that, it's not really going to stop um, players. Playing per se, mm. but I dare say for a guy like Corbetti who seems to um, run on confidence, yeah. um, when he's when he's confident, and feeling good, he's pretty unstoppable. So perhaps that might be a factor in picking him up. I, geez, um, I'd probably say just leave him. To be honest, um, trades uh, are at a
2: premium, aren't they? If he's in your team, you're sort of thinking, oh, do I? offload him or do I just say, well, you know, he's not costing me a fortune, I just, just just keep him on my bench.
0: No, yeah, he's not costing you a fortune, but he's still costing you some some money which could be used for a guy. Um, you know, I'm not sure who, but if you wanted to get someone in it could be an option there. You really gotta think from now to the end of the season how many weeks guys are gonna miss with injury and then you've got to weigh up that if it's worth it or not. And I think in this case that it's probably not and you can use the money elsewhere.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, leaning towards that, he has been good earlier in the year, had those high points. He's been on been a bit of a slide since then. He could have another run. But it's very tough to know for sure. And um, possibly you're saying there's some good centre and wingers to buy. Roger Tavasa, Shek, you know, is the, is the top one, as we've already mentioned. But, you know, there's other guys there as well that, you know, I think Pete mentioned Dallin Martini, Zalesniak. You yeah. know, there's guys there in that position. And so that, that could sway you as well we've got to go onto the Twitter questions now of course you can tweet us at Supercoach Pros Supercoach P-R-O-S at your questions in regards to you know what you want to do this round or looking forward Dale the Ninja or at Dale the Ninja's done just that. He said, at Supercoach Pros, all trades count now, so can you please talk a bit about who is predicted to average highest for each position for the Supercoach Finals? Now, he said rounds 22 to 26. We've actually gone to rounds 23 and 20 to 26, um, so I guess I, I guess we're looking at specifically those four final rounds, but we can also talk a little bit about what they're expected to do in round 22. Can you believe it? under this um, prediction? And of course, when we're dealing with predictors, uh, I think we'd rate you on on, um, on Twitter, Dale, and you're already aware of this the further away we predict, the, the, the less reliable it can be. But it's still going to give you some indicators. Semi Red Raja is uh, actually on top just from Paul Gallon. Now, obviously, Red Raja's missed some game time. So he's. he's um, you know, we don't have that whole body of the whole year on him, and same with Paul Gallon. But you can recognise through the matchups, the good matchups. I think round 26, Rad is projected to score 90. So you can see they're good matchups. Round 24, almost topping out at 100. So some good matchups there in those late rounds. That's why Radra is listed so high. So if he's in your lineup at the moment, you're probably saying, Oh, I might pocket him. And if he's not in your lineup, you might be thinking of a way of, 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 of can you manage it to bring him in. I mean Parramatta have great buyer schedules, you know. That, yes, you know, they they've still got both buyers to come. Maybe it's not as valuable to you now to bring in Parramatta players as it was prior to round eleven. But it, it, you know, he's still a guy that's gonna be able to play those key rounds, rounds fourteen and seventeen. Paul Gallen, he plays this week, it's gonna be a bit of a wait and see on Gallen um, how he goes because if he performs well, if he comes through the game unscathed, he'll play Origin, which means he'll miss round fourteen. Um, and you know, Admittedly, the Sharks don't play round 14 anyway, so it's not a big deal. But if he doesn't get through the game, we, we now get a new timeline of, of his injury status. And you know, So you're probably wanting to say, let's watch him this week. Let's make sure he passes through fit. If he plays Origin, let's get him through that as well. And then round 15, you might be thinking to bring him in. Or even round 16, because the reality is in round 15, he may be rested. Or he may play less minutes, but he is targeted in those final four rounds. Very high, sort of floor. A very high floor there. Very good scores. Um, Adam Reynolds is just after that at three thirteen, and um, you know these guys have good round twenty two matchups as well. Gallon is projected to score eighty two in round twenty two. Reynolds sixty four. Red Raja sixty five. So we're not losing a lot out of um, not including round twenty two. Um, Dale, where it gets interesting is after these three, and these are guys that are playing more games, so we're getting a better understanding. We say those three, okay, sure, you know, that need, all three of them have been out for some of the time. Maybe we're not getting the best perspective. Now we look at Dally Cherry Evans, 301. And again, we're looking at those matchups. Cherry Evans, you know, maybe his floor's a little lower than some of the premium halfbacks, but he does get those high scores in round 23, he's projected to go into the three figures, and decent results from there, that puts him up in that in that higher category, just from Sean Johnson, now the difference between the two is negligible for the final four rounds, but it is uh, quite a difference in round 22, Cherry Evans is, is predicted to score 57, Johnson just 37, so a tough matchup there for Johnson is kind of suggesting oh, maybe you're looking at um, Cherry Evans over Johnson, but ideally you, you might you know, your halves, it's such a key area. Maybe you're even playing guy off the bench. So if you're targeting JT, you're targeting Johnson, and you're maybe targeting one of Reynolds and Cherry Evans if you can fit them all in. Um, Simon Mannering, Mr. Consistent below that. We've already sort of talked about him on the show. He's definitely a guy to bring in. Jared croker is another one, surprisingly enough. His final round, round 26, 83 points projected. That's a really high number for late. In fact, that's as high as we project him to go um, for the remainder of the year. Um, He is a guy we talked about on the show a couple of weeks ago. Maybe you've already targeted him. The Raiders have got poor buys from now on. They've got buys in round 14 and 17. Not great. Matchups, But as long as they stay in games with point scoring, we know Croker will go on the back of that as a goal kicker scoring tries at White's, you know, being last pass, setting up tries, etc, etc. He's got a very nice high floor. I think his lowest projected score for the remainder of the year is 55, and in that key four-week period, it's actually 63 in round 23. In round 22, he's projected to go 67. Some other names that we should also mention, Corey Parker is up there, just that little step below Croker. Seguiaro still up there. Blake Austin still up there but we might see more fluctuating with him. But those final four rounds are favourable. And James Maloney as well, so that could be an interesting one for you. Roger tuivasa shek just round 24 is predicted to go a bit lower, 56, and round 26, 51. So a bit of variation there on Tuovasa-Shek. Um, and, and, and those other consistent guys. Bodine Thompson's up there. Andrew Fafita as well. So he's starting to dip a bit now, but... You know, There's a whole list of names of guys that you can look to target. So definitely outside those top three that we mentioned that have the injury concerns, Cherry Evans and Johnson, you're probably looking at one of those, maybe both. Mannering, I think you're looking at. Crokey, you're probably, hopefully, already got. If not, maybe after the buys are finished. Corey Parker is obvious. And then you're looking at guys like Siguiar, Austin or Maloney. You might be trying to... See if you can fit one of those in your lineup, if not two. And uh, Roger Chuavashashchek, hopefully picking him up this week because it's a big week um, to get him, that is for sure, as we've talked about. Um, I guess it, it gives another question, Andrew, in regards to this. You know, we've got a bit into detail, um, you know, just reading out these numbers and names. But, but, you know, it is time to target keepers. Like Dale's right, we're looking at guys, you know, that we're targeting for those later rounds. Um, is there someone that you're telling outside of that list perhaps where you're saying, you know, oh, I'm looking to bring them in to help carry me through to the end?
1: I'm looking at someone like Jesse Bromwich at the moment. I'm, I'm actually stockpiling a bit of money at the yeah. moment. I don't have him. Um, I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I didn't get, get him pick him up the start of the year. Yeah, so I'm slowly starting to rejig to, just to get, you know, obviously what you do. You're I've, I've made some money, so I'm just starting to save mine now and, and just uh maybe looking just trying to figure out the best time to pick him up yeah well he didn't have the best super cage game last week so you might find
2: in another week he might drop a little bit could be the time to get him. We've already talked about Roger Tavasic check enough on the show, but he's someone that dipped a little bit and now he's on the way back. So you're always looking at that moment. So maybe it's sooner than, than you think, but obviously you've got to have have that, that money there. But definitely it is the time, a good question by Dale the Ninja, it is the time to sort of start thinking all that way, especially if you've, you've got a good record already, um, looking all that way to those Supercoach finals. Who am I keeping um, Ryan, is there one guy that uh, you're targeting you know a big name um to keep to, for the for the finals i
0: would probably say uh, jt yeah I just think that yeah it's possibly the cowboys year and he's um, having one of his one of his best years and barring any catastrophic injury. I, th- I think you'll end up being close to the top of the uh, super coach point scoring.
2: Well, that's the that's the question. I guess some of the guys have already kept him, but if you've sort of if you haven't got him, and you know you're saying, well, the Cowboys are buying round and I might just give it a few more weeks. He, if you don't have him, you've got to have a plan to have him, don't you? Really?
0: Yeah, you definitely have to plan good due to his cost and everything else. But for any guys that you want to, that you do want to end up keeping, they're probably going to cost you um, in the end uh, because they're going to be expensive because they're going to be a keeper because they're going to be scoring points every week.
2: And Pete, Stephen Rostevsky of course going 18 trades left. I have a good 17 this week. Do I trade Moylan to Maloney or reassess in round 14? I've got Sean Johnson, Jonathan Thurston, Lachlan Cood and Dylan Walker at the moment. How do you see it?
3: Oh, great. that's a really good question. In terms of what you've got there, it sounds like it sounds like he's got a bit of debt. Um, so, no, I think I'd, at this stage I would be keeping Moylan, just take it and wait another couple of weeks or so.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, as we said earlier about Moylan, you know, that's six. We're looking probably around the six-week mark. You know, we've seen guys come back earlier. But the big strategy is regarding round... 14 and using those trades you've got the four trades to use and if you were able to use none or at worst one this round to keep them those four if you've got enough up your sleeve and Stephen you're saying you've got 18 so if you did keep them this round and then say I'm going to use three or even four next week you've got that opportunity to make that true transformation of, of your lineup. And, and Ryan I'll go to you is that something now you know of all the bye weeks is this the one to say yes I'm going to put my eggs into this basket and I can start not only planning for that round 14 clash but beyond as, as well
0: I, I think that's the way to do it and I think probably just the one this week um, if any um, is the way to go and I think yeah next week wholesale um, if you have to, uh, being that they brought in the Supercoach brought in the rule uh, where it's the top 18 players um, in the bye weeks <laughs> that will score.
2: Yeah, which uh, not everyone's happy about, and myself no, included. But what, uh,
0: yeah. it, it threw a lot of people. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I, I think that's a, that is a ploy to use your. You know, that's why they're going to give you four trades. Um, use them and like you have to use them wisely, obviously. But um,
2: they don't want get... people ditching those round. They want them to try to play it for real.
0: Exactly right. Um, and so you're going to have to plan on which guys you're going to get rid of for that for that week, and which ones you're going to try and get back. And so you've got to have the you got to have a, Got to leave the breadcrumbs, I guess, to get to get back to where you were.
2: And Stephen Moylan's not going down in price, so you could. Keep him for the week if, you've, if you're happy with your 17 for this week. And then next week, you, how you trade him. You know, it might be a different type of player that you're wanting to bring in. Maybe it's a guy that can play two positions, you know, not just fullback that you decide to bring in. Maybe it's a cheapie in that position and you're freeing up cash somewhere else. A lot easier to do next week with those four trades juggle. You may just want to keep, it, keep him just that one extra week, even though he's not going to do anything for you this week.
0: Yeah, look, I think that's probably the best um, course of action, um, to be honest, because, yeah, the next week you can, you'd be able to almost mix and match, find, find your, um, you know, strong versus weak mashups, that kind of stuff and possibly, um, you know, turn it a little bit in your favour.
2: And there are cheapies out there, I guess. Um, we've already mentioned Nathan Brown, but another guy, Andrew, I know that um, that you're targeting potentially is, is Jackson Hastings. He has got a bit of Jake Granville about him, if we remember last year, he's only getting a few minutes and but we liked what we saw when he came on the field. And you know, when he got his bigger opportunity with Andrew McCulloch went down with the injury, he put up big supercoach points. So, you know, no Mitchell Pierce is that a chance Jackson Hastings gets a bit more game time, um, you know, round fourteen.
1: Well, I think he might do. I mean, obviously, he's not he's not a fully blown first grade yet. But you know what uh, Trent Robinson's done with Roger tuivasa um, uh, he could. You know, if, it depends on how Pierce pulls up in Origin, or you know, obviously Jackson Hastings got a lot of talent, and I've, he's at, at the bargain basement price at the moment. So I, I think him to if you're just going to have someone sitting on your bench and going to be playing every week, you can't go can't go wrong with someone like him with um yeah like I said bargain basement price heading into the origin period yeah and, that, and that's why Stephen that we do that sort of trade strategy
2: we're saying maybe keep hold of them this week and next week make that triple change you know even for if you need the win and you want to reinvent your the wheel so to speak that's why we look at doing it that way that is all we have time for on the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast, the full table in, in attendance. And, Ryan, I'll speak to you again on Sunday. We've got the game at Leichhardt Oval, of course, tomorrow night for our boys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just can't face anything with any real uh, confidence at them. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm heading out there, so we'll see how we go with that one. And, Andrew, what about your boys? I mean, uh, you know, are they are they good things?
1: Mate, they're specials this week. Lock them in.
2: <laughs> well, good luck, good luck, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, boys. See
1: you, see you next week.
2: And, Pete, your, uh, your Mighty Dragons, you know, they just seem to continue on there, winning ways. Uh, good luck this weekend. Uh, a pretty tough match-up this week, too.
3: Yeah, it's an interesting one there. Um, according to most of the most of the punters, they're slight outsiders against the dogs. But um, as we said, you know, like, folks like Jack DeBellin having a great year this year has, has been leading the way for them. And, uh, yeah, I'm expecting him to score good points again this weekend. And I, I think I'll win again on Monday and quite convincingly.
2: Well, good luck, mate. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, of course.
3: Okay, see you then. Look forward to it
2: and we'll be back on Sunday for the review show with Ryan and myself. I am Paulie G. This is Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. We'll be back again next week. You can download all the shows at iTunes or from our website, www.supercoachpros.com. A whole host of information there, the, the uh, Supercoach previews for each roundup, their match recaps, the forecasts for upgrades, downgrades, Ryan MS's ones to watch, uh, all that information online and Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at supercoachpros for all the last-minute game time information that you need before each and every game. We give you the late mail there. And we will see you again on Sunday for the Review Show. Bye now.